You're listening to the 140th edition of the Bitochen Podcast. We are going on to the next Pasuk in a list of Reb Zindel's Pesukim, chapter 33, verse 18 of Tehillim. Hine ein Hashem el The eye of Hashem faces those who fear Him. L'miachalim l'chazdoi To the ones who hope to Him, to ho- who hope for His kindness. Yalkut Shemaini says like this, he brings us a few different examples of people who trusted in Hashem, who Hashem turned to and saved them. end of the Pasuk is also, uh, But Hashem saves them from their soul from death, all He gives them life when they are hungry. Says the Yalkut Shemini, the first example of someone who's described in this pasuk is Avram Avinu Abraham. Pasuk says, "Now I know Right after the the Akedas Yitzchak, the binding of Isaac, so Hashem says, "Now I know that you fear me, that you fear Hashem." So someone who fears Hashem. Who's the prime example? It's Avram Avinu. To those who hope for Hashem's kindness, we find that the Midah of Avram is kindness, and therefore the Medrash understands that naturally a person who does kindness receives kindness. If a person is a conduit for God's kindness, they're going to receive Hashem's kindness, so that's included in this Pasuk. In order to save their soul from death, we find that Avram Avinu was threatened with death. He was chased by Nimrod. He did not want there to be a mention in the world of God. And Hashem provides for this person, the one who trusts in him, the one who fears him, even in a time of famine, even in a time of lack. Aram Avinu, in a time of lack, he went down to Egypt. Shem took care of him, made him rich. Where he didn't just provide for him, he gave him an incredible amount of wealth. So Aram Avinu is the first example. Interestingly, the Medrash goes on to talk about Yitz, to, to Yaakov Avinu, skips Yitzchak, we're going to come back to Yitzchak. Interestingly, the Medjish understands that where do we see that Yaakov Avinu was someone who feared God? The Pasuk says, Yaakov was afraid. Right? So we could ask, what does the Medjish mean? Yaakov was afraid of Esav, he was afraid of his brother. But what do we see? We see our sages tell us he was afraid that perhaps he had some sin that would cause him to lose in a battle with Esav. Where did, what did he do? He, he turned to Hashem. Right? The, the fear that he had caused him to turn to God. That indicates his... It indicates his fear of Hashem is recognition that it's Hashem who will answer him, who will take care of him, who will provide for him. 
says, what was Yaakov Avinu's request of Hashem? What was his prayer? He said, Hashem, give me clothes to wear. Give me uh, bread to eat. He turned towards Hashem for his basic necessities. He was miyachal l'chazli. He was hoping that kindness would come from God. Interestingly, and connected to our Parshish right now, Yaakov Avinu, even though he thought that Yosef was dead, which meant that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had dealt him a terrible blow. And certainly, even in the reality of it, that Yosef was sent away. It was a terrible blow. For 22 years, he didn't see his son. For what? For nothing. Just jealousy of the brothers. Despite that, Yaakov did not give up. He didn't think, oh, Hashem hates me. Oh, Hashem doesn't want to give me kindness. Oh, Hashem, you know, that's it. That's it for me. He didn't think that. He didn't give up hoping to Hashem. Yaakov needed to be saved from the threat of death from his brother Esau. And we see that Yaakov Avinu was saved from starvation in the, in the famine in his times. Hashem had sent down Yosef in order that they should be able to have food, that they should be able to have their needs, that they should be able to be provided for. So Avram is an example of a person who fears Hashem, hopes for Hashem's chesed, for, for His kindness. Yaakov Avinu is an example of someone who fears Hashem, prays for kindness, hopes that Hashem will provide for him. And ultimately, in both of these cases, in both of these examples, Hashem protects them from danger. And Hashem provides for their needs, their basic needs. Another example of this, says the Medrash, is that the tribe of Levi, the Levites, what was their purpose, what was their job in the Jewish people? They came to Jerusalem, they served in the Beis HaMikdash, the Levites were involved, they were the Shoyarim, they were the singers, they were the once who opened the gates of the Beis Hamikdash, they were Mishari's the Kayanim, they served the priests, Kayanim themselves were from the tribe of Levi. They were the Urayim, the Pasik says in Malachi, that the tribe of Levi, the Levites, had a special fear of heaven. There are the ones Beseech Hashem at all times, davening for us, for the Jewish people. But they are also the the spiritual ones who turn towards Hashem and ask Him for kindness. They don't have any normal parnas, they don't have a normal livelihood. They work in the base of Migdash. The Quran and the priests who come from the tribe of Levi, they come into the base of Migdash, they come into the temple, and they're bringing Karbanas, and there's a danger. They do something wrong, they could lose their lives, seven forbid, l'chayoy samarav. 
and Hashem provides for them so that they not starve. The trumas, the maestres, there are special tithes that are given to the priests, that are given to the Levites. This was provided for them. Why? The Pasik tells us in the merit of their fear of heaven and in their hope, in their belief, that Hashem will do kindness with them, do, you know, have chesed, do chesed with them. Dabar Acher, another explanation, another example, El Yerev Zayitzchak. Who is one who feared HaKadosh Baruch Hu? It's Isaac. Come back to Yitzchak Avinu. And we know Yitzchak was willing to be sacrificed on the altar because he knew his father had been commanded so by God. Interestingly, here it doesn't bring uh, it doesn't bring any psukim to prove it, but we know Yitzchak he was willing to be sacrificed. He placed his hope and his trust in Hashem. We find, and this is apropos for today, for our times, when the children of Yishmael seek our death, seek our destruction. The Pasuk tells us that Yitzchak was also our great-great-grandfather. He was so sought after by Yishmael who wanted to kill him. The Pasuk tells us that Hagar saw that he was playing around with the life Yishmael was playing around with the life of Yitzchak. The Pasuk tells us that Yitzchak Avinu he had planted and instead of a regular crop, a hundred times the regular crop was what he received. So the Medjish is telling us, bottom line, we'll see more about this soon, but the Medjish is telling us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if we fear Hashem, if we seek His kindness, right there, so there are two aspects here, and we'll see that you can have one without the other, and Hashem will provide on a different level, but the ideal is in our bitachon, the ideal is in our trust of Hashem, that we fear Him, that we seek to do His will, that we are trying our best to be who Hashem wants us to be fulfilling His Torah, fulfilling His commandments, studying His Torah, trying to understand what His will is. And what is the result? If we have that and we seek His kindness, we trust that He's going to provide for us, just as it was with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and just like it was with the tribe of Levi, of Levi. And as the Rambam says, anybody can join, so to speak, the tribe of Levi. Anybody who wants to give himself over to Hashem completely, we can all have that level. Such a person will be protected from danger and will be protected from hunger. Even though this person, think of, of the tribe of Levi, even though this person may not have a natural source of income, may not have a natural way of being saved, but as we'll see, they will experience a supernatural expression of Hashem's kindness. The Medrash Chazis says like this, amazing, amazing Medrash. And then there's an amazing Al-Sheikh, which we'll see, which will explain it, and a whole explanation beyond that. The Song of Songs. 
King Solomon, the Pesach says, chapter 8, verse 14, that my beloved ran away. He was like, like, a, like a deer. So, what does it mean? We find that a deer, when it sleeps, it's wary. It, it sleeps, but one eye is closed and one eye is open. Meaning, its instincts, its wits are about it. So that if there's any danger, it will wake up, it will run away. So, when the Jewish people are doing Hashem's will, and Hashem is with us, He hasn't run away, so to speak, from us. So Hashem looks at us when we are righteous. Like, like this passage says, Hashem looks at us. Interestingly, in our passage, it's a single eye. But in the Pasuk in Tehillim, it's, it's, it's two eyes. Hashem The eyes of Hashem look to the righteous. They, they are looking at those who are righteous. When we're doing Hashem's will, we get full Ashkocha, as we'll see. We get full divine providence. But what about when we're not so good? What about where we're not fulfilling Hashem's will fully? Says the Medrash Chaziz, don't think that Hashem, when He, so to speak, runs away from us like a, like a deer because we're not doing His will. Don't think that His eyes are closed completely. One eye is open, one eye is closed. He's still looking at us with one eye. Interestingly, it brings our Pasuk, which is also talking about those who fear Hashem. But it's one eye, because this is a different level. This Pasuk is talking about a different level. And this level has to do with when we're not properly serving Hashem, does that mean that Hashem does not give us Hashkach Abratis? Does that mean that it's not going to be good for us at all? Says the Medrash, it's not true. Even when Hashem has, so to speak, run away from us like a, like a deer, but he's like a deer. And the deer keeps one eye open. Says the Alshech, The Medjish is pointing out that there is a contradiction. Because one Pasuk says that both of Hashem's eyes are looking at us. And the other Pasuk says that only one of Hashem's eyes is looking at us. Says the Al the higher level, the, the greater level of merit is when Hashem puts more Hashgacha on us. He looks at us and He gives us more divine providence, and that's the level of the Tzadikim. The righteous, they merit to have full Hashgacha. Full divine providence. There's a difference though between when the Pasuk describes one eye of Hashem versus two eyes of Hashem. When the Jewish people have the proper merit, we're doing Hashem's will. 
We're seeking His will. We are trying our best to keep Shabbos properly. We're trying our best to learn His Torah properly. We're trying our best to do chesed with each other. We are following the dictates of the Torah. So Hashem gives us the divine providence, full divine providence, with two eyes. He says, both of His eyes of divine providence, so to speak. Which means that He gives us what we deserve with both eyes, the eye of Rachmim, of compassion, and also the eye of Midas Hadim, which means we deserve it. Rachamim Hashem needs to have compassion on us when we don't really deserve it. But for Hashem to give us something that we also deserve, it's a higher level. It's a deeper level. That's the divine providence with both eyes. Kemar Rabbi Sinazal, like our sages say, The righteous, they have the ability to turn the Midas Hadin into Midas Rachamim, which means that Hashem bidin in judgment, in His in His attribute of justice, He must have mercy on us because we're doing what we're supposed to do. We deserve it more. But let's say the Jewish people don't have the full merit. Let's say we don't deserve it. So there is one eye open. Hashem still has one eye looking at us and it's the eye of His Rachamim. Because if Hashem will look at us with Midas Hadin, He's got to close that eye, the eye of judgment. Because if He looks at us with that eye, we don't deserve it. But He has one eye open and that's the eye of His compassion. Interestingly, so the challenges will come. The Jewish people may experience tragedies, difficulties, but they will be accompanied by compassion, by love, by Israchamim. Okay, so that's, that's what the Alshik says. It's really quite incredible. And I'd like to read you, and we're going to spend more than one week on this Pasuk, because there's a lot to say about it, but I'd like to read to you here from the notes. It brings from the Shari Chaim, which explains this. Because of the Shari Chaim, the Shari Chaim adds on to what the Alshik says. Listen to this, this is an incredibly aside. This is so important for us. Hashem wants us to know that He is doing kindness with us. He wants us to know that He loves us. He's taking care of us. We find that our sages say, when you do a favor to somebody, you should tell him. The person has to appreciate that you did them a favor. Rather than Rosh talks about, if you don't tell him, he might stab you in the back. And, and it's much worse if he stabs you in the back because if he would have known that you did the kindness, he wouldn't have done that. So if he doesn't know about it and he stabs you in the back and you did him a kindness, it's a terrible travesty. But it can be prevented. It's marbareus. There's something to doing an anonymous kindness. But it's marbareus. Like, think about what happens on Purim. There's so much joy and love when we're openly giving to each other. So Hashem is the same. He wants us to know that 
that he's doing us favors. Most people don't realize that Hashem is doing so much kindness with them, or they don't pay attention to it. Right, let's say a guy's walking on the path, and there are robbers along the path who want to steal what he has. He doesn't know about it, and then Hashem does something to prevent them, the robbers, from, from attacking him. But he's not even aware that there were robbers. The person doesn't even notice that Hashem did this. That Hashem took care of him. That Hashem was watching out for him. So what does Hashem do? He wants the person to know. The person who's not thinking about God. The person who's not looking for his kindness. is not recognizing it. Hashem makes that person afraid. Oh my gosh, there could be robbers here. There could be... Who, who knows what's in, in this place? And Hashem will let them perhaps even see that there are, are robbers. The robbers might even come, but he'll be saved. Why? So that they will, they will recognize that Hashem saved them. Hashem wants them to know. But a righteous individual who realizes and recognizes that everything that happens in his life is from Hashem, He's constantly thinking about it. He's constantly acknowledging it. Hashem does an extra kindness with that person because it's not necessary for him to make the person scared. He won't experience fear. He won't experience confusion. The word ayin the word I, which we're using here, the eye of Hashem is on those who fear Him. The, eye of, the eyes of Hashem are on the righteous. So it refers to Hashem's divine providence. So here our sages are teaching us, they're attending to us, that when we do Hashem's will, if we recognize the kindness of Hashem is with us all the time. He's constantly guiding us, taking care of us. So then we get a double Ashgacha. We get more divine providence. First is that we won't fall into the hands of those who wish to cause us destruction, wish to cause us damage, wish to take our money or whatever. Second is that they won't have any fear. There's no fear. And if we're constantly thinking about Hashem and recognizing His kindness, Hashem doesn't need to put us in a state of fear. That's, that's the righteous. The experience of the righteous is that Hashem looks at them and takes care of them and, and gives them divine providence with two eyes. But the general populace that doesn't think about Hashem doesn't recognize His kindnesses when Hashem is giving them kindnesses. So Hashem has to give them danger, fear, confusion in order for them to recognize that Hashem so they should recognize that Hashem has saved them 
and help them, at least afterwards. That's what the Pasuk refers to as divine providence with one eye. So, think about it. Let's think about this. Let's take this message to heart. Let's recognize Hashem in our lives. The more we recognize it, the more clear it becomes, the more He shows it to us, and the less it's necessary for Him to wake us up. Thanks so much for listening. See you again next time.